I spend my life researching and teaching people how to live a powerful life. I am a believer. I stand for the transformation of humanity. I have found my purpose. My name is Gabrielle McGee. And I am the Rebellious Therapist. So welcome to my Rebellious Therapist podcast. And today uh, we are going to be talking about a subject that I've been asked a lot about and I work a lot with. And before I do that, before I, before we discuss that subject, I want to introduce you to someone. Uh, Kira is someone who I've been mentoring for the last few years and have seen her grow and watched her really like the level of where Kira has come from and the amount of work you've done, Kira, through the mentorship that... that um, we've done together that I'm really proud of you. I just want to say that. Thank you. So the first thing I want to want to ask you, how is things in New York today? Things are great. Yes. It's co- extremely cold. Um, It's only 9.45 here, so wow. I'm just out of the bed. But I'm excited to be here and mm. to do this and to finally be able to share, you know, the knowledge that I've had the privilege of, you know, get... um absorbing from you over the last two years that we can share it on a bigger scale because what some of the stuff you have to say is magic Mm, and what I like about it is it's always different Mm -hmm. and you always have a a different way of looking at things maybe Mm -hmm. than the norm Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm excited for us to be here and just to share it to the world cool thank you and I'm uh, and it's my pleasure to have you here because I know when we when we work together it's really easy for me. It's like something that's, you know, just flows. So so just on the back of that is we put a question box up to um, up in my Instagram. And one of the subjects that was really had great interest was about insecurity and anxiety. So I think we're just going to look at, you know, what is what is anxiety and how why are we feeling insecure and look at it maybe from somewhere where people haven't heard before and hopefully give people some ideas because we we're really looking at you know the how-to series with me and you Kira so mm-hmm. yeah so look this is this is what one of the topics that we'll be covering in this this series so where would you yeah, like to correct. start Great. Well, then I'll start because yes. <laughs> um, I'll poke and prod at you to yeah, get the best yeah. value out yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of, obviously, you know, I'm deep in the podcast world, the yeah. information world. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a lot of what it is with kind of no set direction on where to go with it. Yes. There's a lot of information out there, but it's how we use it and how we apply it to our lives. Correct. So hopefully today you can take what, what Gabrielle shares and apply it to your life, educate yourself, because mm. it's not a one size fits all when it comes to anxiety and insecurity. Mm-hmm. It's a broad range of experience, childhood, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's just start with kind of a definition. Mm-hmm. And then as you being the Excellent. rebellious therapist, yeah, I know. can either agree or come or, up with your own idea or, yeah, yeah. of what it is. Yeah, look, yeah, um, exactly. Because, so, you know, I think it's useful to maybe... Give different different sort of explanations, then people take what they want from there. So exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. go. You go. 
So the American Psychological Association says anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worry, thoughts and physical changes mm-hmm. like increased blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Very good. So that to me is like just a bunch of words. Mm. With yes. Me, with with no with nowhere to go with it. Yes. So what would you say mm. anxiety is? Yeah. So let's look at anxiety first of all. So anxiety to me is something that's an informative part of how we function. It's a sensation. And unfortunately, we've made the sensation something of a problem or an issue or to be fearful of. And I think that's very misled when it comes to anxiety. So anxiety is really something that's been really informed within you somatically. And it's something probably based on the past, past-based experienced or past-based fear that the nervous system is now having a reaction to something in the present moment and and a lot of people have anxiety and there's absolutely nothing going on in their environment so you can see how you know you can see how the process of anxiety does really belong to something in the experience but unfortunately it always the experience will be in the subconscious will not be a conscious level or where the anxiety is operating from. But the, um, if you treat anxiety as your friend and really get that sensation is something that you got to really is stopping you in your tracks and it's stopping yeah. you for a reason. Because yeah. some of the information that is giving you is worth you really l- looking back and seeing where is this information linked to in my timeline as a child. And most, most of the anxiety arouse starts off between zero and seven. That's where, you know, it gets a bit complex, Kira, because what yeah. happens is it's in the subconscious, so your conscious mind will not be able to actually identify it most of the time. That's, that's the most fearful thing for people because yeah. they can't work this stuff out or have no idea where to look at that point. Yeah. Well, if it starts between zero and seven and next thing you're 25 or 30 and mm. you're going like that's that's a long time that you're on autopilot or exactly. you've become accustomed to that. That's just you. Yes, that's just who you are mm-hmm. when essentially it's not you've been conditioned in a certain way. But let's just pull it back a little bit. And mm-hmm. you say that, like, the first sign is somatic and mm-hmm. nervous system. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like, it means in your body like that. Is that yes. the first sign where you will? be like oh if, if, if there's a shift in your body mm-hmm. is that the first sign of anxiety or what yeah. does it look like yeah very good so first first of all it's always an unconscious sort of process so there's there's going to be a thought pattern a thought um connected but you're not aware there's an experience mm-hmm. to start what there's there's something there where it, it reactivates the fight or flight part or freeze so what happens then, then the sensation starts to inform you. So what I mean by sensation, you're going to find some energy in your stomach or, you know, your chest gets tight or your throat gets sort of like feeling like it's locking up. And some people, it's so extreme where they think they're having a heart attack. Mm. Lots of people go to hospital thinking I'm having a heart attack because it's, diff- it's very difficult to figure out which is which. Mm-hmm. But it'd be so extreme. And people and people don't even know that it's going on until it gets so loud. And what happens if you're not paying attention to the sensation in your body, then it gets so loud that it actually 
will take you out and you will think you are having a heart attack. Yeah. But actually, it's just a sensation has been ignored. So it's really important to, you know, really, really check in with you yourself on a sensational system. Like your, your, your body keeps the score. So what I mean by that, if you really connect with the sensations in your body, there's so much information there for you. Yeah. Um, the quicker you go there, the quicker you figure out where am I at today? What's going on? What am I feeling today? Where have I felt this before? Where does this emotion belong to? You know, yeah. what am I experiencing, experiencing in myself and what's the reality? So there's so many things you could really journal out and figure out and, you know, start to get a handle on calming down the nervous system. And we, you know, we do retreats, as you know. Yeah. And sometimes in the retreats, you know, when people are really looking at the, the stuff, they, 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 they actually have, you know, they can, not often, but they can actually become overwhelmed and go yeah. into a panic attack or, you know, some event could be coming up for those people. But the first thing we do is we go, we get, we, I, we have a bowl of ice and we get their, their, we get their pulse into ice. So what we're doing there is we're calming down the, the nervous system. So they become more present. And, you know, it takes them out of sort of distracts the, the sort of uh, trigger or the reaction to whatever is coming up for them. And, you know, that's why the, the ice baths are so really powerful because it really trains the nervous system. You know, it's, it's, it's given the tolerance to the, ner the nervous system to not be so reactive. Yeah. The resilience, isn't it? If you yes. shock your body, you'll build resilience. Exactly. Because I think that's one thing that's that, you know, you're the only person I've heard that from. Mm. You know, if you like look at anxiety or again, if we go to the like the more the more serious side of it, which is an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. Breathe, just breathe, just breathe. Yes. And you said to oh my me, God. you cannot access your breath unless your nervous system is calm. See, that, I think and that's that one of the things I feel sorry, Kira, for jumping in there. But, you know, one of the things is mad to ask someone to breathe when they have no breath. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, why would you ask, you know, that, and that that actually causes it to be even be more extreme extreme yeah because people panic because they haven't got any any breath yeah. like they're they're everything's shutting down so when you're asking people it's like just breathe just just breathe no just breathe and there's no breath there that actually is, is a moment where it, i feel it ex, you know exaggerates the anxiety but yes. people but people don't know that yeah people don't understand and i think that's that. a really good piece of advice for mm. people who potentially might be having anxiety attacks or somebody who's going to support somebody in an, an anxiety exactly. attack. Exactly. Because that happened to me during the summer. Mm. A, a girl I worked with was having an anxiety attack. Yeah. And rather than me going, standing there like helpless, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. I went and I got ice and I gave it to her and I put it and I put it on her wrist. Very good. So in that moment, you can feel like you're helping and serving somebody mm -hmm. rather than just running away or else just telling them to breathe and kind of, like you said, exacerbating the mm -hmm. attack. Or for somebody who knows and is aware, they can just run to the freezer or like you said, turn on the tap, cold, the cold tap. tap. You always mm. say to me, get in there, Kira, and turn on the cold tap exactly. and get the wrists underneath it. Exactly. Because... 
what we're doing is just we're just giving some you know attention to the nervous system to calm down. That's the yeah. signal. It brings it gets you more present, gets you from the head yeah. state into you know more present state where you, you know you realize nothing nothing going on. You know. Yeah. I and I also want to say something here. You know, just in that those early stages, if you can really fine tune yourself, anxiety is always going to be part of us. Yeah. So it's not something I've got and someone else hasn't. We all have some you know, that that level of um, fight or flight is within us to to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. So, but you know we can actually there's, if we can get the early stages where you know where people say ground yourself. Now, what does that mean? That is like you, if you can go and especially you know, go out to like grass, go out to take your shoes off, go out and really calm down your nerves, get the energy from the top of your head, the meridians in the in the ground, pulls down the energy and makes everything really calm. So that's for the very early stages where people get up in the morning and feel a bit anxious. Well, that's a really great way of sort of coming in and, you know, cooling everything down before it keeps on really like building and building and building by, you know, later on the day, like you're just completely, you can't breathe. No. Yeah, I think a lot as well. If people get up in the morning and say you're feeling off, mm. I think it's it's in us, like it's automatically that we go to the external. Yes. So we look at what's happening in our life. Oh, mm-hmm. my partner, my job, that's what's wrong. Yeah. Actually, it could be so simple as like looking, go looking in the internal, like you said, getting out, putting your feet on the ground, or getting in and just blasting cold water on the shower for mm-hmm. 10 seconds. That's yeah. what I try and do. Yes. Every shower I have just in the in the morning, just to kind of like build, like you said, build that resilience and build that tolerance because there's always going to be something external coming at us. But if our internal state being our nervous system, mm-hmm. um, all that is, if we have more control over it, less will affect us. Yeah. So it's like a muscle, right? So the yeah. more we learn the nervous system to be more, you know, have more tolerance. And you do that through, you know, giving it sort of, you know, that sort of ice, sort of like that tolerance of feeling that cold, that gives a muscle of you not being so reactivated. So that's that's what's that's what's such um, a great thing about the cold for, for nervous system because that means the body's way too hot at that point. Yeah. So it's like, it's really, it's really works and it's really useful. And I've seen it, you know, and we've done it on the, the retreats as well. We've done some ice work on the retreats. Um, a friend of mine, he came and, and did that with, he does, um, Connor does a lot of breath work and, and ice, ice work for men. And we did, we did bring it to the retreats and it was, one, it was amazing to watch people, you know, watch, yeah. there, was, there was something like nearly 30 people went through that process and we were looking and, and studying and figuring and, and watching, you know, how that impacted the whole, mm. the whole sort of process over the weekend. So amazing. Yeah. So that's the kind of nervous system side of it yes. and the bodily side of it. But what if you don't have those tools and already and it's in your head? Mm. So, for example, the racing thoughts yes. and the ringing in your ears, mm. the, the spiraling, which I and I'm talking with this because I personally still deal with it every day. Yeah. Like I know that. Uh, thankfully, I have the awareness now yeah. that I know I'm going into a spiral. It doesn't mean mm. I stop going in. It means I still am in there, but I know yes. I'm in there. Yes. And you have to kind of pull me back a lot mm-hmm. of the time and go. Hold on a second, Kira. Mm-hmm. 
So like, what would you say when you're already like, like it's kind of, I think it's important for people to understand that the spiral and thoughts and the, the voices in your head, like that's not real. That's no. not reality. So no. what would you have to say about that? So <clears throat> first of all, what I would, would say it's nearly gone too far at that point. Yeah. So then, you know, at that point, when it's out of control or when, when that sort of that state is too heightened, you've got to go to the ice. Yeah. But what I would say to people, prepare yourself the night before because you're getting up in the morning with that, you know, you've taught your body to be anxious. So we actually practice being anxious all the time. We don't even know it. So yeah, the night even right before, now I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. Getting my shoulders settled. Yes, getting I'm sort like, of, yeah, getting really present to where we're at, where the shoulders are, you know, get the breath deepened. It's really relaxing. So that is probably the best thing to do with that. And it's the night before to really prepare yourself how you want to feel and get up in the morning. That's a mm -hmm. real secret and that's a real um, tool. Yeah. So, you know, because we've already taught ourselves unconsciously how we want to get up, how we feel. Yeah. Because we're always feeling, we're you know, we get up in the morning, we're in a really weird state where you're worried, stressed, you know, trying to, you know, rush through things, not very conscious. So we've spent the whole night, all all during the night, our mind, we haven't told our mind how to, how to manage itself. We just let that sort of freefold, do the thoughts, do the feelings, do whatever, you know, it's been used to do. So that's a real, to me, that's a real breakthrough. Whenever you get the nighttime before, do your journaling, do your meditation, decide how you want to get up in the mornings, decide how you want to feel. And then when you get up in the morning, that's your commitment. Yeah. And that's something else I learned from you too, is, you know, I talk about, Again, a lot of information out there about the importance of an, of a morning routine. Yes. And you said to me, Kira, it starts the night before. Exactly. So, for example, I still do it. Did it last night. If mm. I'm on TikTok till all hours of the morning, going through yeah. an emotional roller coaster yes. of videos of human beings in the world, that's not settling my nervous system or my whole entire body as a mm -hmm. as a whole mm -hmm. to sleep well and to wake up, and then, like you said, the commitment. So that I think that was a really, you know, great tip from you. Do yeah. I do it? Not all the time. Not all the time. Yeah, look, you know what we do? None of us do everything all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. But the fact we got the tool, we know where we're heading, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not, I love watching some of the TikTok stuff and you do get carried away and it does draw you and that's what it's all about. Uh, mm -hmm. But as you say, you know, you haven't made that commitment or you haven't had that uh, agreement with yourself and your thoughts and it's nearly like a contract when you get up in the morning mm. you know and, and and another thing is what I've been doing and that really works is to start smiling <laughs> it changes your state immediately and last week I thought I'm going to try this out so I went out shopping and I started smiling at everybody <laughs> And everybody starts smiling back. <laughs> I think, oh my God, I feel great. <laughs> I'm so 
funny. Yeah, it's nearly you nearly just have to force yourself into it because you're gonna think if you don't force if you don't force yourself into it, you're gonna think yourself out of it. Oh, totally. And that's just the reality of this world, you know. <laughs> I I love um, I love to play. You know, I love to play and I love I love to see you know some of the stuff that work. You know, it's like I could see people coming towards me and they sort of glance at me and then I do I would just go. A beautiful big <laughs> smile, <laughs> and that's an automatic response for them. Yeah, and I think when the past are probably shocked, I'm like, "What is going on?" Or what? What was you know? Probably saying, "What's wrong with her?" Whatever it is. <laughs> but it was just so funny as a. I just thought I'm going to do this today. And just have yeah, some just fun practice, with it. Practice, yeah. do experiments. So yeah. what you're saying is to wake up in the morning and just start smiling. Yes, start smiling. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so I think what we just talked about there was kind of like identifying, you know, the first signs of anxiety. So mm-hmm. let's now go and you love this. Let's mm-hmm. go to the root causes of it. Yes. And you love going back to the child because it's the right, you know, because, yeah, it's I love a very going complex, back. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. a deep, um, it's a place you really have to put some work in is your Correct. childhood. Mm-hmm. But just I'm going to give an example of my personal experience and how I tie my anxiety back to my childhood correct and it's something as simple as I looking at my bank account Mm. so I'll log into my online banking Mm. and I'll see the number whatever number it could be big small in whatever it is Mm -hmm. and I'll just start spiraling Mm -hmm. and I've no control so that's a trigger next thing yeah next thing I'm broke Mm -hmm. next thing I have all these bills to pay um, and this and this is again this is the spiral of and the this thoughts. is always this in is five is. this is always in five seconds is it oh oh <laughs> yeah exactly like my body is like gone from underneath me and my thoughts and I can feel myself and thankfully I'm conscious and aware enough to to notice that yeah. now and to notice that that's not the way it should be I'm not going to say normal because I don't re- it's not that you know it's not really the right word but that you've gone so far that that's not the true you and that's not the the, the truth of your world and exactly. your life. And I can tie that back to my childhood and mm-hmm. the financial struggles that my family if, went yeah, through inherited. in our childhood. You've inherited. Do you inherited. understand? So yeah. I've inherited that. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I watched my parents, you know, struggle and their own anxiety and their own stress surrounding mm-hmm. money and businesses and the recession. Mm-hmm. And back then I took that on and now I'm trying to unlearn it. Exactly. So that's an example. And maybe that will apply to some people. Maybe it will show up in a different way. Mm-hmm. But what would you have to say about anxiety being rooted in your past? Well, the thing is, first of all, anxiety is always, the, and, and, and I think we're, we're just not talking about anxiety, but the insecurity of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where they, this is where they interlink. Yeah, they interlink and, um, you know, you go into an, anxi- an, an anxious state after you, you know, you get triggered by, you know, finan- finances for you, right? It mm-hmm. might be something else for someone else. Finances and scarcity mindset, if anybody yeah. else needs yeah. to know that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's also we inherited that as Irish people, you know, because we always, yes. you know, we we really as, as a culture come up with scarcity. You know, we've come up with that sort of there's never enough or no jobs. And I remember in the days where people, you know, had to get a job and keep it you were like holding on to it like it was all inside that fear and terror and not having food on the table and so we've we have to be really mindful that's that's our inherited state 
as a culture, number one. Yeah. And also our parents have inherited that. Yes, exactly. So we're talking about generations and generations and we can really, really link it back to when Ireland was, had the famine and, you know, this, that, that I don't think we ever really dealt with that on a conscious level. Now, you know, your generation is getting more and more sort of aware and sort of like, you know, changing the root, changing the, the sort of the impact of, of our ancestors and, and giving back the generational sort of trauma. Yeah, we're, we're, I always say we're breaking generational trauma so Absolutely. that my kids don't inherit yeah. this. And, yeah. you know, if I have to do that, that's fine. As yeah, long yeah, as perfect. the next generation doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah, hallelujah, you know. Hallelujah. <laughs> so well, some of the, no, because I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people now over the years. And one of the things is, you know, it starts very early and, so, and it could be, you know, a few of, and it, actually it's so amazing where it starts it can actually you know it could start in the womb but if your parents if you got anxious parents around money guess what you're going to inherit it because it's what you're going to they're teaching you how to have a certain relationship with money and it's a non you know it's from childhood you've heard all the conversations you've picked up on all the fears and everything that's in that is where you're living from yeah and as you say, the minute you turn on your app, you look at your bank account, and it doesn't matter what the number is, if it's in a state where you feel, mm, takes you into fear, off you go. Gone. Gone. Now, insecurity. We all come up with some type of insecurity in our lives, right? Because, you know, our parents, whenever they're parenting us, that's a moment if we don't get a secure connection as a child and there's a form same formative years between not and three, especially mom, if she's distracted or she's working or she's emotionally somewhere that she's struggling with, then the child is not getting a secure enough attachment. So that's where it all starts. Here we go. We, we're now feeling insecure in the world and we need to really protect ourselves. And it's not a conscious process, it's a non-conscious process, but we still feel it. And then between not and seven, whatever or however we, we internally have interpreted what we've experienced in the world, we now are living from there and our future looks like that. Mm -hmm. So I've even worked with twins. I've worked up, done a lot of work with twins. Mm. And if you watch twins, there's always one more secure than the other. Or one is more sort of in control than the other or more bossy than the other because I think that decision's made in the womb. Yeah, very true. And it's all survival with twins at that point. Yeah. You know, they're in the womb and it's not like they're in, you know, there, there's so much change and process goes on for two people inside such a small space and big process that you can see the personalities when they come out who take charge it's really funny yeah it's yeah. amazing to watch you know yeah and so what you mean by secure attachment from zero to seven is to be seen to be heard and to be loved by and your be parents held. and be held a which and to be held to held yeah yeah to be hold, yeah. You know, to be hugged and held in moments where it's needed is where you've got yeah. to watch now here, here is a 
get out clause for every parent out there, you are never going to get it right. Yeah. It's never going to be something that you're going to master. But I think the real you know, value is there's so much education nowadays that wherever, you know, I see a lot of anxious child children, but you can now, you know, intervene much quicker, much younger, because now we know. Yeah, I think there's a statistic from the holistic psychologist that says if you're 60 percent mm. um, a healthy parent, yeah. your child will be OK. Yes. And look, there's some amazing children around. And also, yeah. you know, there's so much work we can do these days with people that that takes away. So I feel a lot of the stress, but we got to, you know, really start figuring this stuff out and getting it into schools really, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, so another, what other things would people have anxiety about that might have started in childhood or anxiety mm, or insecurity? So for mm, me, it's money. What yeah. what other kind of, would they be able to identify or tie it back to? Yeah, sure. So some, some of the things that I see, I, I see a massive academic on insecurity around people being left in crashes and play schools. Wow. So the development stage of a child, some of them are going, and, and it's no, no, it's no fault because parents had to go back to work. There was a stage where, sure. you know, I see a, I see a massive shift between um, the younger times when mom stayed at home mm. and when mom, you know, there was a time where the mothers had to go to work to earn money to put food on the table as well as the fathers. So there's a big shift in, in, in the level of anxiety and insecurity and attachment styles. So you give a child, and, and also there's, there's some reports and evidence to know it. Like, you know, if you go into an old people's home, if you watch that environment, the old people's really shut down because there's no stimulation. Well, mm-hmm. they find that in the early stages of the children as well. Oh. So, you know, there's a lot of evidence coming out now and, and, and a lot of, you know, understanding of why why we've got so much level of insecure. And then it shows up in attachment, you know, anxious attachment. You know, if you see the children really, really anxious because they're under, but also, you know, I, I get adults where they're really anxious and they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get their relationship to um, secure them secure them in that anxiety and and really reach out to the outer world to see if they can get that state to you know support supported by that by that rather than going internal then you if you don't go internal if you don't get back to the young age stuff and get that child really back into some and that's a that's what's amazing what's amazing we can go back now we can work because i work a lot with the the uh subconscious so we can go back and really create a state for the child. And, and I know you've had some hypnosis as well. And go back in there and get that child secured in a way yeah. that then that process doesn't have to show up in the future. Yeah. And we can do that also with, with I, I'm a big believer in hypnosis meditation. Yeah. So there's so many ways now. I'm working through the issues. I'm working through the stuff through therapy and, you know, retreats, all of it. That's why I get so much results when people come out of my retreats on Monday. Monday, they don't know themselves because we've done a really deep dive, number one. And yeah. we've also processed a lot of the insecurities that shows up in people's lives. That we, that we go through a system 
within the the um the weekend that really gets all of the, a lot of that stuff complete. And if it's not complete, then the work that needs to be done is much clearer. Where that why yeah. the why is much clearer to people. Yeah, so kind of where we, we went briefly today was like identify and managing it mm. and the practical tools and tips. And then obviously getting to the root of your anxiety yes. is a much more complex, deeper subject. Yeah. But what would you say to say somebody who maybe just starting to identify their, their anxiety? Like, ha- what would you say to somebody who just kind of needs to tap into the childhood yeah. like just to start with today what yeah. could they do today to tap to, to kind sure. of find you know where did this actually come from yeah yeah perfect so one of the things that I say to people is get your journal out and just start you know documenting how you feel what's the sensations what's your thoughts what are you feeling and then start you know asking the right questions to yourself and when whenever you get all down like I'm feeling tired I'm feeling you know, low, I feel really anxious, I feel really tight, my body's like really, my arms are feeling like really pumping or my chest is feeling tight. And you you write that down on the left-hand side of the page. And then you go to the right-hand side of the page and say, okay, where, you know, whereabouts have I felt this before? What's the first time I felt this? When, you know, how often do I feel this? So start engaging with it, start getting some consciousness into this sort of process and get you more your awareness sort of into the process because a lot I would say a lot of times you're in that process without you being consciously aware where so, and I think it's a, it might be important to note as well like mm. on that right hand side you may go to something that's currently present in your life Correct. Or it could be like a past relationship mm-hmm. with a partner. It could be a past boss. Yeah. But what we're really saying here is mm-hmm. go even further back. There Correct. Because that boss, that partner really only represented um, a part of you that maybe, you know, was um, affected in your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That was just the, what I call a secondary moment. Yeah. But you will be repeating the patterns as you go along. You know, you yeah. will be Until feeling that same. Until you get to the, if you don't get to the core issue where it really started, then you you will not sort of have the same completion. Yeah. You might be, be become more aware, but being more aware doesn't necessarily mean it's going to resolve the issue. It'll help, yeah. but it's only it's a big part of it. But it's not it's not really where where you're going to make the difference. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. That's really great. I hope this is, you know, because I think there's so much. I really love this conversation because I, I think I hope that people will get a lot of sort of understanding and, and direction of of and not be so fearful when they feel anxious or not be so fearful whenever they know this is just, you know, a, 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 what I call a, it's like a machine. It's a mechanical reaction because that's what your body is. Your body is something mechanical that's going on rather than you know, at becoming you. And if yeah. you can actually get a process where you can watch the process rather than become it, then I think you're getting into mastery stages. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, it is only a part of you. It is not mm. you. It's not you. Like you said at the start, befriend it. Mm. And if you if you're if it's too too much of a touchy subject to befriend it just yet. Yes. At least use it as information. Yeah, completely. Use it as a, a separate part of you that's coming to tell you something. Perfect. Um, 
because when you start to identify and attach to it, that's when it gets a little bit more. That's when it gets control of you. Control of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so amazing. I thank think, you. I think we're at an end. So thank you, Kira. That was really, really, really great. And I want to say thank you to all my listeners and please subscribe. Woo-hoo. Take care. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Yeah, Bye. see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the Rebellious Therapist Podcast. For more information, you can follow me, the Rebellious Therapist, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can find further information on my website, therebelliousTherapist.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.